Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place to find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcomed questions and learn to live free and real. Each week, we'll take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join our host as we get real with ourselves, with God, and with you. Welcome back this morning to the Real Life Podcast. As we continue in the Leadership Pipeline series, today we're going to see it in action in just a little bit different way. But as we get started today, I'd like to read a passage of scripture to jump us off. Then I'm going to turn it over to Jamie and he's going to do some really cool introductions for us today. But as we go into leadership pipeline, one thing about it is we've talked about is how we can dwell together in unity and to see unity inside of the body of Christ. So Psalms 133, short, three short verses, but how wonderful it is and how unique that these three scriptures are. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. But one thing we're going to talk about today and what you're going to see with these two great uh, guests we have with us today is this first one, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Jamie, talk to us about these two fine guys we got today. All right, Brother Anthony, thank you for the, the great opening and a powerful word to, to open up today's podcast. And I will I will uh, share a caveat to uh, the listeners. Um, the sound quality of this episode may be a little bit lacking. Uh, we've had some technical difficulties this morning, but we're working through that. Um, but I, I'm, I'm excited, Anthony, to um, to share and, and, tell, and let these two men tell the story of, of the power of unity and their community there. But uh, on uh, on the, your screen or or if you're watching on on Facebook or on on my screen, the far right, Pastor Keith Jamison is a pastor of Living Waters Tabernacle down in Old Fort, North Carolina. And then Gary, Pastor Gary Lavender is the pastor of the Fellowship Church, also in Old Fort, North Carolina. Notice the common uh, theme uh, for that introduction is these two men pastor in the same community, the same community. And it's not a huge city either, but it's a, it's a, it's a small community. And, uh, but these two men have come together and, and I've, I've heard a little bit of their story enough, enough of their story to understand that, that God's doing something there and God is doing something that I think the world needs to hear. And, and those, those that listen into the real life podcast, you guys are church planters your folks that are working with other leaders in the community, you're having to find dynamic ways uh, to reach the lost in your community. And guys, the best way, the best way is to lift up Jesus Christ and come together. And sometimes we hear it and we preach it, but we don't understand what it looks like when it's lived out. So today, the reason that I feel like the guy laid it on our heart for this podcast is to let these two men share with us, how is this thing lived out? the unity in the community. 
So uh, I've got a, got a few questions for you guys, um, uh, and, and I'll just open up and whichever one of y'all want to tag in and answer the question, we'll just kind of roll that way. Uh, but we'll kind of interview here. I want to, want to draw out this story. Um, so just first of all, guys, open up and just share with us, how'd you get here? Where did it start? Where did this, this journey of unity in old Fort North Carolina start? And, um, just start at the beginning. Well, you know, first of all, we're just, we're honored that you guys asked us to be a part of this. And uh, I feel like you guys and we are as well pioneers for lack of a, a better, a better term. It, this virgin territory for the church in a lot of places. Um, and I think uh, as we were talking before the podcast began, uh, it's really trailblazing. We're not the first trailblazers, but Certainly, we're not going to be the last either, but if we're not taking new territory in the church, then, you know, we're losing ground. And um, I think for us, as with a lot of things that have been lately, I think the desire for unity has already been there in the body inherently. But I think for us, COVID, in as much as um, it's been a very negative thing. Uh, it has actually had some positive, um, I would say, unintended consequences for as far as the enemies. Um, Amen. Uh, you know, well, mindset, yeah, hard. what he meant yeah. for evil, God worked it for good. Uh, COVID was really a catalyst or a game changer for us because it began to force us due to the new dynamic of church. Uh, it began to force us to reach outside of ourselves. Uh, to seek strength just outside of the local body. And I think that's where it really began, uh, began for us. Um, in the spirit, I think of uh, uh, Pastor Keith um, at, here at Living Waters. Um, I was thinking back they had in January, it was a, a youth rally, interdenominational youth rally. And for us, that's where our story really actually began to merge. It was like an olive branch. We were just invited into that. Well, in, you know, I think uh, it's important that especially not just in the good times, but when we're going through seasons such as COVID or it seemed to be a very uh, uh, a tough time for the body of Christ. It's important we reach out to other pastors in that moment because that's when we're really grabbing for strength for ourselves not only to give our own congregations, but uh, for ourselves as well. Um, and so I think the invitation to join into the youth rally, um, it it was an olive branch for us. And I think that's important. Somebody has to make the first step. Uh, somebody has to take that first initiative to reach outside of themselves. Yes. And with COVID, as things were, it had a greater impact upon us to receive that invitation than it would have been, I think that given any other, any other time. Yeah. And yeah. We, 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 we were like every other pastor around. We were just totally exhausted. We did. We had exhausted uh, every possible Avenue that you could comprehend, you know, to try to keep the church engaged and trying to be creative. And, you know, after over a year of that, uh, we had just kind of come to our wits end and whenever pastor Gary and I were able to link up, honestly, it was like the breath of God coming in to me 
um, when I first reached out to uh, Pastor Gary, and we were talking about this last night, he made a comment to me that absolutely solidified in my spirit that this was a God thing and it was way bigger and going to be way better. Um, but he, as we were talking and I was asking him if, if he would consider coming and preaching one of the nights of the youth revival. And this was like the 16th year, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, the 16th year that we had done this revival at the same time. And um, as I was talking to him, he said, you know, for far too long, we've majored on the minors and minored on the majors. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I just felt like our spirits just intertwined. And I thought, oh, this is good. This is going to be good. And I got, it just filled me with such excitement, even in the middle of a pandemic, when I was completely exhausted and really not feeling like I had any support. Um, You know, other denominations, I've said this many times, other denominations have their uh, organizational support in this area. And um, they would reach out to us to some degree. Yeah. Um, but I said, we were kind of like the fringe on the bottom of the garment, mm. you know, and, uh, uh, whenever Pastor Gary and I, when God brought us together in this way, you could even see the curiosity in the community which was kind of cool. It's kind of funny. You know, like, oh my God, what are these two doing together? You know, what are they up to? And and it wasn't about what we were up to. It was about what God was up to. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Wow. So you could imagine that what, that last statement you made, uh, Pastor Keith, on the community, right? The, the, how the community viewed it. It's like, what, yeah. what's going yeah. on here? What's going historically, on? Historically, our churches, you would think were theologic, theologically, diametrically opposed to one another. But uh, it's interesting, even being apart and being separate, you're taking very similar spiritual journeys. And eventually when you begin to arrive at truth, Uh, The Bible teaches about when Zion travails, they see eye to eye and you begin to see what that spiritual sight looks like. And then, um, you know, I think God doesn't just plan the how, but he plans the when. He brings people into oneness. And um, he did that. It just it was almost just like the right moment. And um, people who viewed the churches only in a historical context are like, well, these are independents. These are denominate. These are barriers we don't cross over. So that in itself was kind of, a, a, for lack of a better term, it was a shock factor for the community. And I think it shook up the church in the community as well. Um, we began actually to see other churches outside of um uh, the Pentecostal mindset began to try to adopt some of the things that we were doing, uh, you know, um, as far as bringing community um, awareness that the body of Christ is one. And so that was encouraging as well. But, yeah, it, it I, I think historically the church has flourished in persecution or in really turbulent seasons. I, I think because 
it's usually then that we actually reach outside of ourselves for one another. And I think we've been at ease and in comfort zones where, you know, we've sat back in our little egos and our little rivalries and, and things of that nature. And uh, as a result, our spiritual tone has just really been, we've been background noise for too long. And now it's yeah. time we come out and we're the voice crying in the wilderness. You can't ignore this any longer. This is in your face. And that's what we're doing. You know, it's an in your face thing that God is about. I like how you guys have said whenever it, whenever it came together and that unity bond that God was building there, how it was like the breath of God came in. Isn't it amazing how everything changes when the breath of God shows up? That's oh. so cool. And now what's so neat about this, and I can't wait to dive deeper into this, but it's it's others are seeing it as well. This is something yeah. that God's doing that's shaking. It's changing. And one thing that I that I always love to see and I love to talk about is how you can sit and you can watch things shake under the power <laughs> of God and to see God changing, changing, changing what our mindset is, what we think is right, but seeing it change for his glory and for his honor. So he's changing yeah. some things and he's changing some people. He's changing some mindsets. He's changing some hearts. He's changing some thought processes all for his honor and his glory. And, you know, the challenges that you guys were talking about with COVID, man, these are, re these are real. These are real. Yeah. But what, but I love, I love what you said. And it's so great. What the devil meant for evil, God, he's making it good. I'd love oh, it. Yeah. It's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We talked a lot about how we, we also, you know, we lived in the same community and knew each other. Um, but, for whatever reasons, you know, busyness or, or just concentrating, uh, you know, on doing our own work that we had never really connected in that way. And, and it had been 20 years of passing each other, you know, um, but God had to get us both to where we were kingdom minded. Yeah. Instead of our kingdom minded. And, and when he did that, it just exploded. Wow. So that, that's something, I mean, I, I just want to, I want to pin that right there and just sit there for just a second, because you, you just highlighted something that is, a, it's taboo in the church. It's the insecurity of the church leaders. It's the Absolutely. insecurity of the pastors, like somehow. Absolutely. Yeah. My little kingdom is going to be lost yeah. if yeah. this church does better or if this church grows or if this church gets a yeah. new building or if this and and it's 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 ego and and, yeah. and it's it's insecurity that somehow I'm less of a pastor if another pastor does well and we fail. We fail yeah. to celebrate other successes. We fail to um to, to come underneath one another when and we put on this facade this this face that that we're strong and we're all all together and in our church and it's and then it creates this 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 divide where where we're driving past a church as a church leader we're looking to see how big their crowd is and or we're we're intimidated when when um a new church opens in a community, right? Or we're scared and it creates this, it, that's not the kingdom. When no. we can, as leaders, as Christian leaders, set aside our agenda 
and our our ego, our our vision for our own kingdom. And truly, the prayer is His kingdom coming and His will being done. Yeah. Right. Then hell is shaken. And and I think yeah. you guys are seeing that. But no doubt, you probably have faced, and and you probably can't share all of them on a podcast or live, but you face challenges, right? As yeah. leaders who, who historically your churches are not united, which right. is the coolest part of this whole thing. If your churches <laughs> had always been partners or always been a part of the same denomination or what have you forget right. denomination. That's what I think the kingdom here is saying, forget denomination, forget right. name on the door, forget how big or how small this church or this church is. If we could bring, Believers together that did not care which right. church and celebrated the just kingdom growth. My gosh, what could happen? But when people see it, it's number one, it's intimidating to Absolutely. the enemy. It's intimidating to people who don't understand it. It's intimidating to people who who are afraid when others unify. But the next yeah. thing it is, is it's contagious. Very, Other people yeah. want what you have. So share with us some of the, maybe it's just internal struggle. Maybe it's uh, external. Maybe it's just pressures that you think are there that are not there. What are some of the challenges you face? Because I, I just want to share for our, the folks that are listening. These guys at, sometimes have even, this is radical. They've canceled the church service for their church and took their church to the other church during their regular service time, yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. But what yeah. if my members go there and not here? And what if they like their church better than mine? Oh, my God, what's going to happen? You know, that's yeah. why it goes. So yeah. how do you guys navigate all that? <laughs> well, I, I mean, initially, as a minister, most of the time, you arrive at a place before your congregation, uh, you know, through prayer and and you know, receiving the mind and the heart of God. So your objective is to get them there too. And um, uh, so that begins to reveal the spiritual depth of, of some of your, your membership there. But uh, I think the biggest concept is to get across in folks' mind is that, and we've discussed this before, is just really driving home the fact that the scripture teaches us to pray for laborers for his harvest. And I, Pastor Keith's mentioned this before. This is not our harvest. It right. doesn't belong to a movement. It does not belong to a church. It belongs to Christ. And it's not up to us to try to acquire, you know, just another following to add to a roster, to add to a membership role. Uh, this is about building up the kingdom. If we never fill up a sanctuary, we fill up the kingdom. Right. And so when you do that, uh, you begin to drive that home. You begin to... Uh, it really begins to uh, go against the grain with a lot of historical ideas concerning, you know, the church uh, that um, it's about. And you hear this term used a lot. Uh, you ask folks and they'll say my church. Or my church does this or my church does that. It's getting people past that. I guess that's the hardest to the point in the place where it's now the body. And you're speaking about the body and the kingdom of God in terms where everybody has feels like skin in the game. Everybody has a part. And it's not just that one. Uh, so little my congregation, that's been the hardest obstacle uh, is getting people past those 
old mindsets and, and roadblocks there. Yeah, I, I completely agree. As Pastor Gary was talking, I kept thinking about the sower, you know, and and I remember as a kid in Sunday school, you know, they would teach the lessons, you know, one person may uh, prepare the soil, one person may sow the seed, one may come along and water it, and then, you know, God gets the increase. And and when we when we really get a hold of that in our spirit, and we really understand the blessing and the benefit to the kingdom when somebody gets born again and delivered and rooted and grounded, regardless of where they are. I mean, we were sharing baptism yeah. services, uh, coming yeah. together, churches having baptism together, cookouts. And, yeah. You know, homecomings, we merged homecomings yeah. and uh, even canceled services for the sake. Of, and, and for folks, they're just like, this is there comes a point where sometimes it's a necessary disturbance. Pastor Gary and his, his family and, 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 and he encourages the folks at fellowship to join us on, you know, for one of our services, like Sunday night services. And on Wednesday nights, his service time is different. So I'm encouraging our congregation and we have people that go and I'm there with them for his Wednesday night services. And then we come here and yep. in his service, because my greatest desire and my greatest joy, and God knows my heart is, to see this man succeed in the work of the Lord. Sure. It, he, it's, it's mutual. It's, he's my best friend. He's my brother. And, and you know, it, it's just uh, the, the it's an amazing thing to watch God do this supernatural stuff that we've been waiting on for so long while he was waiting on us to get out of the way. So I got to jump in, man, this guys, this is unbelievable. It, it, it really is a mindset shift inside the church. Cause yeah, I, it's like, I called you guys at the beginning of this, man, you guys, a bunch of radicals, you guys, yeah. you guys are radical, <laughs> but that, you know, we serve a radical God. We serve yeah, a radical good. God. You know, he he's he's not bound by traditions. He's not bound by by certain things that we want to try to limit him with. We serve a limitless God that if we get ourselves out of the way and we let him take control, it's amazing to watch what God will do. But I think it goes back to what you all were saying. It wasn't about your all's ministry. It wasn't about no. your specific church. It was about the kingdom, about building it. You guys realize that it wasn't your ministry. You realized it was his ministry. And that right. changes everything. When when the mindset of the church can shift from this is our this is our four walls, this is our people right here, to we are one body together, everything's gonna change. And when the church okay. comes together as a unified front for him. And we focus on the perfecting of the saints, the perfecting of, of one another, to live in this holiness, you know, the, the holiness of God to be encapsulated around mm -hmm. us. Man, we're going to we're going to transform. We're no longer going to conform. We're going to transform right. the world right. for the glory of God. Yeah. Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show. Join us again next week as we tackle real life together.